During the last two broadcasts, we have been discussing what a Christian wife can do to win her unsaved husband to the Lord. We were saying that it is not by her words of witness that she's going to win him primarily, or at least at first. Because Peter says in 1 Peter 3 that a wife is to be submissive to her husband, even if he is disobedient to the word, that he may be one without a word, that is her words, by the behavior of his wife. And it's that behavior of the wife that we've been talking about, because there is the platform for a witness to an unsaved husband. And we tried to see the last broadcast how a wife, as she may be able to win her husband by her behavior, when it exalts Christ, when it follows the word of God, when it is a loving behavior and a submissive behavior toward her husband, so too that wife may drive off her husband, drive her husband away from Christ by her behavior when it is uh, of a different sort. And so the behavior of the wife can become all determinative in winning her husband to Jesus Christ. Now, today we want to discuss that behavior a little bit more fully. And I want to discuss it in terms of that word submission. Many women get excited, upset, disturbed, or troubled when they hear the word submission. Paul uses that word in Ephesians 5. In fact, when he speaks of the roles of the husband and of the wife, the role of the husband in Ephesians 5 is to love his wife as Christ loved the church, and the role of the wife is to be subject or submissive to her husband. The same word is used by Paul as the word that is used by Peter here in 1 Peter 3.1. This submission to one's husband is not something to be dreaded. This submission to one's husband is a way of demonstrating in a marriage, and this is what a marriage should demonstrate, the submission of Jesus Christ, uh, uh, of the church to Jesus Christ. Now, it's interesting to notice that Peter does not say that a wife is to be submissive to her husband only if he is a Christian. Here, specifically, he says that a Christian woman is to be submissive to her husband even if he is a non-Christian. You see, that fits in with the whole idea of authority. You see, authority is not resident in the husband himself. But the reason for the wife's submission is that she is subject not finally and ultimately to that husband, even if he's a Christian, not ultimately to the husband, but she is subject and submissive to Jesus Christ, whose authority the husband exercises whether he knows it or not. It's something like the government and the authority that God has given to governments. We read about that in Romans 13, how God has given to government such authority and how the Christian must be subject and submissive to that authority. Indeed, back in chapter 2 of this very letter of 1 Peter, we read the same word in verse 13, where we're told, Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to a king as the one in authority, or to governors as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. So you see, God has set up human government for certain purposes. And so long as that government continues to further those purposes, the punishment of evildoers, 
the uh, praise of those who do right and the institutions that uh, continue to further the uh, welfare of the family and of the home and so on, so long as the government does those things which God has intended for the government to do, then that government is exercising an authority beyond any human authority. It is an authority given by God, as Paul says in Romans 13. And you see, it is therefore an authority given by God to the husband, uh, to which the Christian wife is subject even if that husband is not a Christian. You see, at this time when Peter was talking and Paul was talking about subjection to the government, uh, Nero was on the throne. He was an absolute madman. He burned down part of Rome. He uh, uh, was a man who eventually threw Christians to lions and had them bathed in pitch and placed on stakes and ignited as torches in his gardens while wild orgies went uh, on beneath to the light, uh, in the light of flickering Christians who were dying in agony on those torches. Now, this is the kind of man that Nero was. And yet, in spite of that, so far as he exercised the proper uh, institutions of government and the proper laws of government and those, uh, that authority which God had given to him as governor, insofar as he did that, Christians were to be subject to him. Now, when he asked Christians to recant, uh, recant and to deny their Lord, then he was stepping out of that authority which God gave to him. And so, as when the apostles said uh, to the authorities, we must obey God rather than men, when the authorities of the state had forbidden them in Jerusalem to preach in the name of Christ, they were making it clear that there were two authorities. There was the authority of God given to the government, and then there was the authority that government sometimes accrues to itself which God has not given, a human authority which is assumed and which it has no right to assume. Now, every Christian woman who has an unsaved husband has to be careful and very clear about this point. Insofar as her husband does not ask her or require her or command her to do something that is contrary to a plain and clear commandment of the word of God, she is to obey him whether she likes what he asks or not. If the husband says we're going to move, she can bring all of the uh, arguments to bear in a submissive and, and loving manner to him to try to dissuade him from that. But if he finally and ultimately determines that they're going to move, she should cheerfully uh, obey and start packing. Whatever it is that he asks her to do, so long as it is not a violation of a plain commandment of God. And if there's question in her mind, she should probably give him the uh, benefit of the doubt. But if he should say, wife, I want you to lie for me in this way, then a new question arises. She should say to him in a very submissive manner, honey, you can't ask me to do that because what you'd be asking me to do would be to violate a commandment of God. If her husband and she, before she became a Christian, were involved in swinging, wife swapping, and now the husband comes home and he says to his wife, I've got a wife-swapping party all set up for this weekend. Now that she's become a Christian, she has to say to him, uh, Honey, don't ask me to do that. God says that I can't. A husband has no right ever to require of his wife to do anything that is contrary to an expressed commandment of God. However, on the other hand, the husband may 
ask her to do many, many things that she doesn't like to do, but which he does have the authority from God to do. Now, unless it's a plain commandment of God, it is her duty from God to obey that authority which God has given to her husband. And this is a vital and important factor in her behavior of, uh, toward winning that husband to Christ. We're going to say more in broadcasts to come about how else she can help to win her husband to Christ by her behavior. But submission, submission to the authority of God, which is given to every husband, saved or unsaved, is where it all begins. Lord, help wives to see that when they are subject to their husbands, no matter how the husband may act himself, they are subject to you, we pray in Christ's name. Amen.